Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Paco's in front, leads by a length and a half. Up on the outside is Portnoy. Kobe rocks to third, followed then by getting away from the railsman Indy. Over on the inside there, running a race is Pallet. Dropping back here, Checkers is back towards the tail of the field as well as Calm Seeker starts to make a run with over on the inside getting an inside run there, Sammy. Stampede Warrior coming into play. Momac is well back with Waitakaray and Checkers at the tail. On the point of the corner, 300 to go, Parko in front. Kobe Rocks, the immediate danger. Out in the centre of the track, Stampede Warrior running on and running on strongly. Stampede Warrior shoots to the lead and away goes Stampede Warrior. Calm Seeker running on, but it's all Stampede Warrior. Six links in the run to the line to Calm Seeker's Sammy. Yeah, I said earlier this morning, the horse has won 12. Stampede Warrior, his sire is Declaration of War. So he sired a Melbourne Cup winner, Declaration of War and Vow and Declare. And now he sired a Roman Cup winner with Stampede Warrior. Let's say good morning to Tony Clements. How are you, Tony? A great thank you, Steve. Good morning to you and hello, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. And a great day at Bassett Park as the Roma Turf Club hosted the club hotel Roma Cup meeting on Saturday. It was the last of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers uh, to go around. So we now have the uh, final list of those who have won and uh, placed in the 16 qualifying legs across the state. Roma also hosted a stampede qualifier with Jack Be Lucky successful there. And we also had on the weekend the other two uh, last qualifiers for this, the uh, country stampede. Poets Girl winning at Mount Perry and Kalashnikov going on his winning way and winning at Clermont. So again, we have the field starting to take shape for the country stampede. Of course, now it's only a matter of uh, a couple of weeks until the finals roll around on George Moore Stakes Day at Doombin coming up in early December. Lots to get through on the show today, including a late surprise. Uh, we will be able to announce the uh, guest caller this morning for both the Country Stampede and the uh, Country Cups Challenge Finals coming up at Doombin in December. But before we get to all of that, let's get to this gent who was busy with us out at Roma on the weekend as a special guest. Put him to work on the tools out there interviewing all of the winning jockeys for the day. Rob Luck is with us on Bushbeat. G'day, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve and uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, out here in Longreach, I continued to drive on from that wonderful week and at Roma. Now bear with us out here Tony because the Telstra uh, and mobile network seems to have been playing up all morning but they must have known Bushbeat was about to start because it came back <laughs> on just as I, we're about to go to air so let's hope we get through the morning but what a wonderful weekend it was there at Roma and of course uh, Jared Daffy and his wife Linda there as guests as well for the Calcutta and the race day and I think Jared was pretty impressed on well, do we call it his first junket to the West, Tony? I think we're going to have to. He says he's learning from the best because there were a few people who on social media took him to task where he was always giving me a razz over the years of when I would be <laughs> off uh, working, I will say, working at some of these other cup meetings around the place. And it was always my aim to get the great man out to, uh, to Roma to speak at the Calcutta and tell the story about how he basically became the godfather of sports betting all the way back to the centre bet days. And it was a, a great story and a, and a great weekend uh, all in all, Rob, uh, with the exception of perhaps the, uh, can I say, little storm, little in time, but, gee, it was wild in nature that hit at about uh, 6.45 or something on Saturday night. Thankfully, we got through all of the racing action, but 
wild winds and hail and uh, belting rain and sent uh, the uh, the fascinators flying and everyone scurrying for cover. But then the storm sort of disappeared as quickly as it arrived and everyone was then able to resume their places, maybe a little bit damper for the, uh, the storm coming through, but resume their spots and continue partying on into the night. Yeah, look, it's it's a wonderful example of what country racing is like for a country town, isn't it? And the, and the Roma Cup meeting has been one of those echelon meetings along with Birdsville with the earliest country TAB status being applied to a country meeting. And, and, and we've always looked to it as a benchmark to work to in other clubs. And to to see that on that day, their main day of the year, the I mean, it was around about 4,000, but the percentage of young people really enjoying of course it comes at the end of uh or the beginning of schoolies week uh, which suits the the country kids well i think the storm would have just settled them down for a little bit cooled them down and then they were they're back into the dancing and the partying and the facilities there are so impressive so widespread that uh, people can spread out you can camp there like you do at the alpha race meeting as well um, and it just set, sets a good standard, a good tone. The day went off without a hitch. I'm sure uh, presidents, and that's the other unique feature, uh, two presidents, Peter Flynn and mm-hmm. Craig Smith, I'm sure they would be very thrilled. And a big thank you to Peter for uh, inviting me to call Race 3 on the program uh, to actually have that experience to call on Roma Cup Day, uh, one of those career milestones as a country caller. So, look, across the board, um, I, I thought it was a fantastic day and, and because of those storms and heats in previous years, Roma's often had the had the difficulties of you know electrical storms causing problems and so on. But the day really went without a hitch. And Tony, what about this win of Stampede Warrior? I don't want to say didn't that come from nowhere, but it was almost like he wasn't considered in too many calculations at all. It was four dollars forty the field with the official starting prices, and most of the discussion centred around the Cup winner of two years ago in Tears of Love. Plenty of talk about Momac and Menindi, uh, even Calm Seeker sneaking into the field after a, a scratching on uh, Cup Eve. Uh, there was plenty of people talking about uh, some of the other runners in the race, but uh, Stampede Warrior was one of those forgotten ones that uh, and almost went uh, uh, unwanted at the Calcutta, which was a, a massive success. It was something like a $20,000 final pool and 12000 to the winner or something along those sort of lines for the uh, the Forex Calcutta on the Friday night. And I think Stampede Warrior only went for like $400. And, and he's a horse I've had a lot of time for out here from the Central West because he he's had 13 runs since April for Billy Johnson, eight wins, seven of which have been for Tyler Leslie. And I was fortunate enough um, to be able to have a chat to Tyler about half an hour before the race, and I said to him simply... What happened at Charleville? And he said, well, he seemed to be ridden upside down to his normal manner. He is a horse that must be ridden cold. I'll be out the back. They can go along as fast as they like. I won't be making a move until about the 800. It'll be one run. He's almost 18 hands, this horse. And when he strides and gets momentum built up, he just goes past horses quickly. I saw him almost fall at Quilpie. It was only a four or five horse field, but he almost fell coming out of the gates. And the way he rounded them up uh, in that race, and at Mount Isa, he did the same thing over about 1,400. He came from about 15 lengths off the second last horse, I think, and won that race easily. And this is what he did on Saturday. And Tyler actually rode him to exactly how he described it. He swept around them. You heard in Peter Flynn's great call that he was coming into the race. Well, he just dominated them with that big stride. And, Tony, the other thing that, and Craig pointed out in the presentation, 
don't you see these stories in racing happen? Unfortunately for uh, Mel Johnson, Billy Johnson's partner, she lost her dad at the beginning of the day on Roma Cup Day. Seven years ago to the day, she lost her mum on Roma Cup Day when they ran second with Blue Jest. Now, how many times has this happened in racing? The gods are smiling down, and sure enough, Stampede Warrior produced probably the run of his career uh, to post that win uh, to bring out the, certainly a very emotional day for Billy there, Mel not of course there, and of course Dakota Graham, her granddad. Um, our deepest sympathies from the Bushbeat community uh, to you all. But what a wonderful result in that sense that the gods were smiling on Stampede Warrior with that win, Tony. As we know, uh, young Tyler is now going to be spending a little bit of time in the city on loan with Desley Foster. Almost didn't go to Roma on the weekend. Uh, had the opportunity to pick up uh, his first provincial ride at Toowoomba on Saturday night, but said, no, I've got to go and help out my old boss and go out to Roma. So glad that he did. Uh, and I was reading a, a really interesting story saying that uh, because it was a last-minute decision and uh, Roma's many motels were, of course, all booked out, you've almost got to make a booking today to be able to get in for Roma Cup mm. next year. Um, Tyler actually had to sleep the night in the back of the ute before then driving back to Brisbane to, to get back to work at the stables on Sunday uh, and then will now make uh, his provincial debut, I think, it's, uh, Saturday night at Toowoomba and is hoping that the uh, Keurig stewards approve a day permit for him to be able to actually ride at Doombin on the 2nd of December and partner Stampede Warrior in the, uh, the Country Cups Challenge final. And I'm sure he's going to have Billy Johnson in his corner um, promoting that, uh, that case because... This is another example of a horse and a jockey with the connection they have, but also an example of when you have a horse that runs in a certain way, that's the only way they tend to run. You see it with front runners sometimes. You have horses that need to be let run along, but when jockeys try to dictate pace and hold them back, they resent it. Uh, this is a horse, he needs to run cold, he needs to sweep into it and put that big stride into use. And when he gets a momentum rolling, uh, I think basically Tyler's just sitting there hanging on because the speed would be just building and building. And the he went past them so quickly and, and put a gap in them. It was really uh, great to watch. And the story behind it all uh, was absolutely fantastic. Now, Tony, before we look back at the rest of Roma there, because that was the last qualifier for the Country Cups. <clears throat> now, let's remember the acceptances for the Country Cups and the Country Stampede come out at 10 o'clock Queensland time tomorrow. But the Country Cups, Tony, only has 15 starters. And you probably got the uh, email that uh, hopefully I got sent on to you from Cole Truscott. I hope I did my job. Yes, um, <clears throat> there's only 15 starters. So it does become interesting when you start looking at the nominations. And this shows, again, the importance of nominating for the final, whether you're a place getter or even a runner in a heat. Because we have at this stage every heat winner uh, that ran, apart from Barrymore. Uh, Barrymore is not a nomination. He ran in the last race uh, on Roma Cup Day. Olympic Coach Choi um, is not a nomination and wasn't uh, eligible with insufficient country starts. Motor Mayes uh, was ineligible uh, because of the prize money win in Metropolitan. So it comes down to... Um, horses like Centaur are going to pick up a run uh, because it ran second to Motor Mayas at uh, Emerald. And when you get down to even things like Charleville, because Muron hasn't nominated in the Country Cups, the Charleville Heat, Barrymore, Jack Jackamar ineligible, Muron not nominated, it's coming down to uh, that final position 
is basically going to come down to like the driller and Sammy uh, will be looking at either the final position or, now don't hold me to this, but I did talk to Cole Truscott in length before coming on and he knows the rules of this particular uh, series extremely well. They seem to be the two that you work through and uh, will get the chance to be a runner or a first emergency because across the board in the far north, for example, there were no uh, heat runners in that Gordon Vale uh, race in the far north. So you go to the other far north uh, heat. Vivenzo is nominated and he was a winner. But the driller as a third place getter will be looking to uh, fill that position left by Gordon Vale. But the same is going to apply um, with the, uh, the Sammy situation as well because uh, the downs uh, runners... Uh, the Charleville Heat with Barrymore, Jackamara, Muron, no result there. Stampede Warrior goes in, and Sammy would be looking as filling the Charleville one. But with only 15 starters, it will come down to to a decision uh, with ratings for Soul Air. Uh, sorry, not for Soul Air, for the Driller and uh, Sammy uh, for that final position. But it's great to see the results flowing through and the nominations for those horses that won races and we saw Fire King win brilliantly at Toowoomba on Saturday night uh, Art by Concord's course sitting there Love on Sunday's form lines are really stacking up Stampede Warrior was so impressive and what about Office Jim snuck over the border to Ballina and uh, romped home um, over there so this final is looking to be extremely competitive so those acceptances tomorrow at 10 o'clock Queensland time become ultra important now it all comes down to acceptances now tony but it really takes an interesting slant with the fact there's 15 starters not 16 because of the start at Doomben, and uh, i'm sure connections of those runners will be sweating on the final acceptances yeah very much so and as you said it's a really interesting balance now of trying to work out who's going to come in from from which zone and uh yeah the place getters as much as we've got 14 of the 16 heat winners are actually qualified. Um, as you said, Rob, you know, Motor Mayors out of the Emerald 100 is uh, not eligible because it doesn't meet the Metro Winds clause and Olympic Korchnoi doesn't have the sufficient uh, tab country start, uh, non-tab country starts to it. So it's wonderful to see that I think uh, owners and trainers have really embraced the the concept of these series races like the, the Country Cups Challenge and the Stampede and, of course, the Battle of the Bush. They know what sort of horse they need. They know how to be able to meet the conditions. For example, when we talk about the Stampedes, Jack Be Lucky uh, brought up his fifth non-tab run or country run, I keep saying non-tab, but of course some of these country meetings do qualify, um, but brought up his fifth country track run. I think Kalashnikov did something similar on the weekend. They might walk that fine line of being able to do it at the last minute, but it doesn't matter how you get it done. You just need to get it done. So I think people are really starting to uh, understand exactly the sort of horse they need and also the sort of conditions they need to meet to be able to make these finals. <coughs> Do you want me to look at the country stampede now? Because it's it's a similar scenario. There's 16 uh, runners here, and again, acceptance is 10 o'clock tomorrow. But when you go to the northwest, the uh, qualification race is there. There's no nomination from the Mount Isa race. The only nomination from the Cloncurry race is Cochrane. So Cochrane is going to be one representative, and he had a, a really good win we'll hear about when talking to our guests later. Um, but he becomes one of the representatives of the Northwest. Now, the way it will work out, obviously you're, you're going through your first place getters 
to take their place initially and then second place getters and so on. But because of horses like you mentioned, Entrepreneurial, Kalashnikov, they've all had heat wins. Jack Be Lucky, for example, winning at Roma on Saturday, Hidden Eyes was ineligible. Keen Zap becomes eligible as the as the heat third place getter. And I see he's nominated. Craig Smith has put that nomination in. But to get this final nomination for or acceptance for the Northwest, um, it will go to the highest place getter on rating from any regions to fill that Northwest final vacancy. So it could end up a second place getter uh, from another region or a third place getter. It all comes down um, to those final acceptances and it'll all come down to ratings, particularly for that Northwest position. Um, whereas horses like Keen Zap, if he accepts, will fill the role for the downs for um, uh, Roma uh, because he was a third place getter and Jack B. Lucky had had a win, hidden eyes in, ineligible. It becomes very complex, but I tell you what, Cold Trust got us all over this and that's mm -hmm. what anyone should do. If you're ever in doubt, that's what I, what I do every time we discuss this on Bushbeat. I get hold of Cole and he's great in getting this information back. And Cole, if you're listening, thank you very much, but hopefully I've explained that exactly as you put it to me. I think it's also wonderful, you know, with that uh, early nomination, as you said, the, the noms coming through yesterday and acceptances are tomorrow as much as, yes, the race isn't until the 2nd of December. Of course, that allows those who have accepted to make their travel plans because they will come from near, white and far for the Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede Final. But isn't it wonderful to see 29 nominated in each division? Uh, look, people are getting the hang of it. And that's why the quality of the fields uh, are growing each year. Uh, people are buying horses, aiming for the Country Cups, the Stampede, the Battle of the Bush. And let's remember these runners for things like the Country Stampede, um, these results, because many of them, the races they've been in, have been uh, post-July, these uh, uh, results help them qualify for Battle of Bush uh, because it has a slightly different criteria for how you can qualify to be in heat. So many of these horses, if they do, if owners and trainers do want to aim that way, they will have met many of their non-tab uh, runs. And and talking of Roma, when it came to that qualifier, the Stampede qualifier, that was probably one of the, the best finishes of the day with Jack B. Lucky, Corey and Kylie Gearan, and Rob Thorburn. Thorburn uh, he's with Chris Anderson now. Uh, he rode a, a beautifully patient race on this horse. It's one from 1,200 by Holy Roman Emperor. That's two heat wins now. And Hidden Eyes flashed home for Ducky Baker and Shannon Apthor. Shannon's, Shannon's a jockey riding in great form. Uh, Keen Zap looked at the top of the straight like he was going to run. This horse is on the way up. Maybe he's a year early. I'm not sure. But he rode, uh, raced extremely well to be less than two lengths away uh, from the winner there. But... Jack be lucky. He is really going into this uh, heat, uh, into this final, uh, with some tremendous form. And and just very quickly, Mr. Larrabee, tremendous fourth in the amateur sprint at Townsville on Sunday, as well as um, Kalashnikov winning. We're going to hear um, Miss Hoff, a very interesting runner coming off strong wins, and and uh, Glenn Richardson has a beauty, I think, in I am fearless as well as entrepreneurially on the way up. So, again, a cracking final field about to take place. Uh, we can't wait for these acceptances tomorrow. Let's have a quick, uh, quick look at what else happened at Roma. But before we do, let's have a listen back to what did happen at Bassett Park in the Forex Gold Country Stampede Qualifier. 
700 to go. Look at this one go. Capital Rain is out by four to Al Pal Gal. Over on the inside there is Jack B. Lucky and Keen's up to the outside. About four back then to Hidden Eyes. I don't think there's much sense going back any further in the straight. Al Pal's Gal over the inside of Capital Rain. Jack B. Lucky and Keen's up down the outside. Al Pal's Gal, Keen's up running on and Jack B. Lucky splitting through in the centre. Hidden Eyes flying. Jack B. Lucky. Jack B. Lucky has just held Hidden Eyes. Tight for third. Keen's it was the tightest finish of one. the day. There were some big margins, as we'll mention in a moment, but it was only a head that split them at the line where uh, Jack B. Lucky was uh, able to beat Hidden Eyes. And as you said, Rob, uh, Keane Zapp was just uh, storming home and was a length and three quarters back in third. And I was pretty proud of the uh, the Central West and the jockeys who have uh, ventured out our way during the year because you gave me the job to do the jockey interviews and it made it pretty easy in the day when you, you know all the jockeys hopping off. Uh, Rob Thorburn was the only one I think I had to introduce myself to. But, uh, you know, when you get Les Tilly and Pat Webster combining on the first race on Roma Cup Day, you know it's going to be a good day of, of getting interviews going. And they had the good win with Big Sky Country and took the cutest money over uh, Cryptus and Queen's Arm. But to see Cameron Dixon... Get that win with Relicta. Cameron's now based at Alpha, was a jockey and, and used to do a lot of track work down there, I think, for Craig Smith in Roma. He combined with Dan McGill. Very good to see Dan back in the saddle. But this, I'm sure I've got this right, Cameron. This uh, win by Relicta was his fifth individual horse to win in his training career, which has only been this year, and his sixth win overall, sixth number of wins. So good on you with the win of uh, Relicta. The team is going extremely well. And, of course, Craig Smith... He quinella the Class 5 plate, Craig and Hoff, this horse. And there's a fairy tale story there I know you're going to tell, um, Tony, uh, because he's won his last four. And I think uh, Hoffy might have been smiling down to defeat the stablemate Deference with Dream Seeker running on. And Brendan Newport and Sarah Robbins combined their partnerships going so well and nutso. Now, here's a story. I'm going to let you talk about Craig and Hoff and nutso because the stories behind both of these that, that is what country racing is about. And Brendan has had his first two winners. It was on Melbourne Cup Day, one at Charleville, one at Gladstone. He's backed up with Nutso at $31, and Sarah kicked it home with a great ride. But there's a great story behind that one as well as the Craig and Hoff story, Tony. It just seemed to be a theme for the day, didn't it, that uh, uh, yeah, sadly we lose our great friends as life rolls along and especially great people in racing, but it just seemed to have that little underlying tone there on Saturday as we've outlined on Bushbeat before. Craig and Hoff was raced by Craig Smith and his great mate Rodney Hoffman. Uh, sadly, Hoffy passed away last December, but uh, since then uh, this horse has gone on to, as you say, four in a row, two at Emerald and one at Yapoon and now this one at Roma as well. Uh, to be able to win at his home track was uh, something quite special and a similar sort of situation where there was a little back uh, sort of story to Nutso. Uh, I was chatting with uh, Raymond Mason, one of the owners, and he was saying that this horse just means so much to him where Brendan was able to get him to win at Charleville on Melbourne Cup Day and uh, Raymond said that uh, he's been trying as an owner to win a horse, uh, win a race with a horse on Melbourne Cup Day since tragically he lost his brother in a, uh, a track work incident down in Victoria, Melbourne Cup, I think it was 2017 when his brother Brian had a heart attack uh, while out uh, uh, performing track work and he's been trying to find a horse ever since to be able to win on Melbourne Cup Day. 
and Nutso just seemed to be the one to do it and then to be able to back it up with a win at a meeting that was a, a full sky-covered meeting and full tap meeting. He said then all of the family were able to uh, have a little something on the side and, and watch Nutso on TV and have a bet with uh, him winning there at uh, Roma on Saturday. Yeah, it, uh, as you said, there's certain race meetings where this this takes place, and it just seemed to happen all day. And to finish to finish with a zoo stick and William Bugsley and Nathan Evans, the best jockey instructions ever given, I think. William had just simply said to him, "Ride him as though the cops are chasing you," and that's exactly <laughs> what Nathan Evans did. He just bounced out in front and continued to roll along, and he must have known the blue lights were flashing behind him because it went away and won by almost six lengths again as Zustik over Murabinda Mick and uh, Peshwar. But I know that brought uh, quite a bit of um, cheer from the crowd when he explained his riding instruction, instructions to Nathan Nevins. But good on you, Pugs, with the win of Zustik, uh, another horse that's uh, been in, in good, consistent form of late. It was a great day all in all, and once again, it just shows the significance of these big days uh, in a, uh, a social sense, I guess, for the region, but also in an economic sense. All of the, the motels were full, the restaurants were packed, there were plenty of people out there having a good time with a crowd that was approaching 5,000, and all the sponsors very happy as well and looking forward to being back in Roma for 2024. And the next meeting coming up for the Roma Turf Club is going to be their Christmas meeting, which will be the week after the uh, the Country Cups and Country Stampede final. It'll be the 9th of December to wrap up the meeting for 2024. 23. We've got a, a little bit more to get through on Bushbeat this morning, but we need to uh, scoot along and see what happened at Clermont on the weekend. And the Queen of Clermont we've joked about before, well, Emma Bell really stamped her mark on the meeting. Four wins from four rides, including this one in the Benchmark 50. This leader got further in front as they go past the 400. It's Karakaroo out by five lengths. On the inside is Dawn Rebel. Admiral Ash getting through in the centre with She's our Empress coming to the outside with Dispute. And then Pasaga on the extreme outside. They come down past the 250. It's Karakaroo. Two lengths in front. She's our Empress. Stride by stride is getting to Karakaroo. Pasaga is Karakaroo in front. She's our Empress. She's our empress, Emma Bell and Jenny Bell taking out the uh, cutest benchmark 50, the last of five races there at Clermont on the weekend. And Rob, we've often joked about the uh, the Cups Queen and the Queen of Clermont and everything like that, but it's an amazing effort, isn't it? Four rides, four wins on a five-race program. And bouncing back off a, uh, a recent fall at Bar Calden, the dancing shoes would have been back on, Emma Bell. Congratulations. What a great result. You'd almost call that riding the program when you fall from four, but there was one other race on the program, of course, where Mackenzie Appel made it a clean sweep for the girls with another bell, that is Glenda Bell, uh, with Onchow. But we're going to hear more of those results and the reaction because the reaction of the crowd said it all in that finish, I think, as we welcome Scotty Power. Uh, back from his long journey around Clermont to Townsville and back after calling Townsville on uh, Sunday as well. And a great win for Jenny Bell and Emma Bell. But, Scotty, good morning to you. And what a great day for Emma Bell to, uh, on a home track, the Queen of Clermont shone again. Uh, certainly, Robbie. Good morning to you. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, the Queen of Clermont, Emma Bell, she should certainly uh, bounced back, as you said. Uh, had a fall two weeks ago. Uh, had to sit out the following week and, um, and went through the protocols with the testing, etc., and uh, bounced back at her home track. And, and as you said, the support that she got on that day, um, you know, there's a, I, think, I think in the last race, she's our empress was backed into favourite and um, uh, everyone in the crowd actually uh, had something on she's our empress and it was great to see. Uh, she teamed up with her mother, uh, Jenny Bell. Um, they've got a good association with this 
uh, mayor and uh, the QDS money, uh, of course, certainly went off. And at the bottom way, she's our empress. She slowly wore down that leader, Carrie Carew. Um, and she's our empress for Emma Bell and Jenny Bell. Made it the fourth winner uh, for Emma, defeating Karakaroo for Aaron Malloy and uh, Johnny Manzerman. And winding up in third spot was Pasaga for Gabby Simmons. But, yeah, certainly a great day. Of course, it's our last meeting for the year up there in Claremont. And the committee do a tremendous job. We kick, kicked off proceedings up there with the first event. Um, IXL's um, Emma certainly made her intentions clear in that she didn't want to get back in the in the dirt. Um, and IXL sat outside the leader and lost and found and, and was able to kick right away when they straightened up. IXL's and won by about five and a quarter lengths and run right away with it. Uh, teamed up with uh, Ian Shaw. Congratulations to Ian and Karen. They're great supporters of racing and good to see them they get a win with IXL's. Uh, Crown Reach uh, was second, Brooke Johnson and Tony Schofield. And finishing third was lost and found. Uh, Glenda Bell and Mackenzie Appel, but that was a very, very good win to YXLs. Uh, race two on the card, that was the uh, the country stampede qualifier. And, of course, uh, uh, Kalashnikov, Emma Bell and Tony Schofield combining again. Uh, they won the qualifier uh, back in Blackhall, uh, two starts back. Uh, finished down the track at Barcoolum, but only beaten 2.1 that day, but uh, certainly bounced back and won the heat up there in Claremont and won in fairly good style. Of course, going back as a two-year-old, I think we spoke about this before, uh, I think it did win a black opal as a two-year-old. It started in the Golden yeah. Slipper, Slipper the same year and now in the uh, Schofield Yard at Park Hall. And so, yeah, Awanichi finished second, uh, trained by Raymond Williams and Ga- ridden by Gabby Sammons. And uh, finishing in third was Gossip Talk for Joe Dillon and Johnny Manzerman. I think Gossip Talk's qualified. He won a heat earlier in the year. And by running second, I think you'll find that Awanichi may qualify. And that's actually his sixth qualifier he'll be uh, racing in since uh, the inception of course with the Battle of Bush included so with the Battle of Bush and Country Stampedes if he goes down this year Awanichi it'll be the sixth time he's ventured down uh, that's a tremendous effort. Uh, race three on the card that was a benchmark 60 of course we've seen On Cheo the favourite win here uh, for Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell defeated Tupelawara so Quinella the race uh, the Bell stable uh, ridden by the apprentice Gemma Hogg uh, apprentice to Glenda and Gemma's riding in good form she finished second on Tupelawara Test of War, the locally trained while Johnny Hill had finished in third spot for Damien Boutet. And race four was the other race that we didn't cover yet. Uh, that was the maiden handicap. And, of course, that was won by Walt Point for Lockie Manzerman and Emma Bell. They combined there. Uh, that was the third leg of the four winners for Emma. And Mashani Capture was second. Mackenzie Appel and Ian Shaw finishing third was the impeccably bred McFarlane uh, by Frankel, uh, trained by Raymond Williams now and written by Gabby Simmons. Uh, didn't go too bad, McFarlane. So I'd say we'll um, watch for it down the track. It may sort of find its feet a bit. Um, by Frankel, of course, uh, one of the most bed, most um, well-bred horses, I think, getting around out our way at this stage anyway. But, mm. yeah, no, overall, it was a great meeting. Um, it was a privilege to be up there. Of course, uh, Billy and uh, Belinda and the committee do a tremendous job up there. They had a good crowd. I think there was around uh, 600 they set on course on the day. Um, they really promote the racing, great sponsorship. Uh, the jockeys receive $200 each to cover the fuel money. And any horse that finished fifth or further back, uh, they received $100, the trainers of those horses. So a great inception, and it sort of certainly promotes the racing in the country areas. Yes, yeah, Scott, Scotty, um, yeah, you're totally correct. Darwin Ichi will be uh, Raymond Williams' second uh, representative, depending on acceptances, of course, but uh, he also has entrepreneurial that was fourth in that race and met the non-TAB qualifications. Uh, Lockie Mansman, that's his first win, I'm pretty sure, up in North Queensland with Wolf Point, and it ran at Mackay on Thursday, so he's 
He's certainly learning from his dad the ability to back his horses up. Uh, Thursday, Mackay. Saturday at Claremont with Wolf Point. Um, and the thing about Emma, she started off with a bit of value in her rides, but uh, the crowd must have realised oh, she's on a winning roll because the last two ended up pretty strongly supported favourites. I think they bang rolled from that first winner, Robbie, and then they certainly yeah. launched in after that, mate. And um, Yeah, no, uh, great to see. Of course, uh, as you heard, the crowd's cheering and, um, you know, well, Emma sort of uh, ventured in and, and raised the fist when she came back to the enclosure in the last, particularly because it was a a mother's horse, so yeah, that was great to see. Also, you've you've been uh, filling in for Tony Wade up in Townsville. You had a busy weekend as well, plenty of driving. I know how you're feeling, but uh, Amateur Cup Day up there, Higher Love, Marie Young. That was a great win for Denisha Smith. Big odds rattled home over Releaser, and of course Cochrane, who's going to make an appearance in that uh, final as well for the Country Stampede, pending acceptances. He should be in as well. Uh, got up, he put the best Cochrane foot forward at good odds and Mr Larrabee a solid fourth. Uh, but uh, that's pretty good practice for what's coming around the corner, I think, Tony, for uh, Scotty Power in coming weeks. We're going to do an in-depth preview next week, as we usually do, leading into the Country Cups Challenge Final and the Country Stampede Final. But as is our tradition on Bushbeat, we have the honour of announcing... Uh, who the uh, the guest country caller is going to be to join David Fowler and Josh Fleming calling the races at Durban on George Moore Stakes Day. Scotty, you were there last year, so you wouldn't have expected the phone call to come through last week, and congratulations on being appointed once again, back by popular demand. Robbie did such a good job last year, they've said to him, come on back and have another go at it. And yes, Scott Power calling the 2023 Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede Final. Hey, thanks, boys. Um, yeah, Tony, it was an absolute privilege to be to be asked again and, and I certainly uh, raised the question of were they sure that you know they didn't want to um, ask someone else to to actually um, uh, go down and have a crack at it because it's an absolute honour and privilege and uh, to go back again this year mate I was absolutely humbled and, and overwhelmed actually when I received the phone call but um, you know with filling in at the Townsville meetings it's certainly uh, good to get you out of your comfort zone um, you know new colours of new horses and a couple of tough days up there but I certainly um it's certainly great to be involved with those sort of meetings up there and the club do a tremendous job in Townsville. Um, absolutely thank them for all their support and, and particularly to uh, Tony Wode for actually giving me the um, honour to go up there and do those two meetings while he's overseas on his holiday. And um, Yeah, absolutely great to get up there and, of course, catch up with the family as well up that way and, and to call some uh, terrific racing up there. there. There's a lot of big fields up there and it certainly makes you do your homework, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, there's a different different vantage point, different track, and, you know, there's a lot of new, new surroundings there as well. And, uh, you know, it was great to be involved in two meetings. And, and as you said, with this um, Stampede and, and Cup final uh, next weekend on the 2nd of December at uh, Durban for George Moore Stakes Day again, um, yeah, I just yeah, had the goosebumps on my arms when I actually got asked again, mate. And uh, absolutely looking forward to it. Um, I'll get down on the Friday night. I'll try and catch up with... Um, everyone on the Friday night and um, have a quiet night and, and get things into perspective for the Saturday and, and certainly um, be looking forward to get up there with Josh into the calling box at Durban and, uh, to call those two um, finals, the Stampede and also Country Cup and also the country people that will be down there. It would be great to catch up with them also. Scotty, you'll be, you'll be in your comfort zone second year in a row and after being up at Townsville. I mean, uh, Tony, Tony Wade uh, knows to call on you, you're two of the top uh, callers in Queensland, but on top of that, and I'm talking from personal experience, you're two of the top blokes who are willing to share ideas and, and uh, 
and give constructive comments back to callers like myself. I know Watsy out here in our area in the Central West. We've all benefited just from the little tips that you provide. And, for example, I, I've never been able to understand how you can just stand there with those binoculars without resting them on anything and be able to call so fluently and brilliantly. It amazes me. I mean, we've all got our own way of doing it, but that's one of the traits that I know stands out. And you've always been like that, haven't you? You've never worried about stands. Yeah, certainly... Um you know, even Josh has sort of commented to me a couple of times about it. He, he can't understand it. But I think as as younger, when I first started, Robbie, uh, the microphones you had to actually hold in the hand yep. uh, where I first started off. And so you had the microphone and the binoculars in your hand um, while you were doing it. And I just sort of I followed on from there, mate. And, um, yeah, I just sort of, you know, adapted to it um, as, you, as you can. And, yeah, no, certainly, certainly it's a different way of doing it. But... I have used a stand at times when I used to fill in on Rockhampton uh, and Mackay. Um, yeah, and I, I just uh, chose the whole of an octopus again when I went to Townsville. Uh, Tony um, has, a, has a stand there, but I just chose to just continue on to just to use the binoculars in the hand, mate. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those things you can do, and, and callers have got the different ways. Of course, as you know, Robbie, we, we can never all get it 100% um, on the day. There's also the, always a hiccup here and there that you may have, but I'm certainly um, glad to be able to give any advice out there um, to any of the callers and, um, you know, particularly if there's any young callers that are coming through because, you know, I myself, I'm getting towards the end of my time and uh, Wody's the same and, and, of course, you yourself, Robbie, like we, we get towards the end of our time and I'd like to see some younger callers coming through. We've got Watsy out in the West at the moment, but other than that, there's not too many um, youngsters out there now. Well, I'll tell Maxie Tanks to get in contact with you because he called his first uh, non-tab meeting at uh, race. He called a race at uh, Ilfracombe. So he'd be a good one to mentor, I think, uh, Scotty. Congratulations. It's fantastic that you got the call up. And unfortunately, I'm back at Barker's working that weekend. I don't get to be at the uh, Stampede and the Country Cups final, but I'll certainly be tuning in. No, it's an absolute privilege. And um, thanks for uh, all your support too, Robbie and, and Tony and... And, of course, to David and Josh, um, the support that they've given me as well uh, to sort of put the name forward, et cetera. And, um, you know, it's absolutely, as I said before, humbling and, and overwhelming and absolutely a, a big privilege of mine to be uh, able to go down again. Good on you, Scotty. We'll invite you back next week to come and join us once the acceptances are out tomorrow. And we'll give you a week to be able to have a look at the other uh, fields and join us for our preview of the, uh, the Country Cups uh, final and the Country Stampede final next Tuesday on Bushfield. Hey, thanks, Tone. Good morning to you. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Good on you, Scotty. Scotty Power there, who was busy on the weekend, Clermont Saturday, Townsville on uh, Sunday, uh, and then he's going to uh, be at Durban for the Country Cups uh, final and uh, Country Stampede final coming up on George Moore Stakes Day. Rob, we better get a wriggle on and get these last couple of meetings sorted from the weekend. Uh, Mount Perry Cup Day on Saturday, Gentle Prince successful there, and here's Strike Point winning the Julia Creek Cup. About 400 to go. They come around towards home. LaForce and Columbardi. They're the two in front. Strike point is just tucked in behind them with Jabali Gold. They're about to pounce. On the inside there is on the take. Coming to the outside is Doom and then Sharpay Ruler. And then out the, ta- at the back is Ancient Echoes. Strike point takes the lead from Columbardi and LaForce. On the take on the inside. Strike point. Strike point jumps away and goodbye. Strike point's going to get home. Flying home. Strike point gets home from on the take, then came Coulombardi, then LaForce.
Yes, Strike Point uh, was able to uh, race away with the uh, the Julia Creek Cup there on the weekend. Jason Babarovic riding there for Mark Oates. And uh, Jason picked up a double on the day, Rob, as did trainer Sean Roy's. Yeah, um, Strike Point's a, a horse that's been promising to do this uh, with a very good third in the Isis at Ross Cup that was held at Barky uh, to Menindi two weeks ago. Uh, Mark Oates has got him back in best form, this Elmaha six-year-old uh, six now. Nine wins from 29. Congratulations, Mark. And uh, Barra, with that win, of course, as you said, Barra had a double with partner Melissa Berry, uh, star midfielder, two from two for the stable. The Magnus five-year-old got up over finally Realise and Louis the legend. Um, and uh, Sean Roy, she kicked off the program with Jason Hoopert. Uh, Northern Girl, cutest money going off for the top echelon mare. Second run for the stable, defeated Miss Mildren and Be the Horse. And, of course, uh, Sean's other winner came with Golden 80. Two from two at the track. Uh, this horse is going quite well since it's gone to the northwest. Defeated Real Empress. Now, David Sparks rode this one, uh, Golden 80, with the Jacker Zone into uh, third place. And the other winner on the day, Tanya Parry, had the Quinella in the Class B with single Moulton Miss Bouchard. Uh, Keith Ballard kicking this one home over the Tessa Townsend-ridden uh, Miss Bouchard and uh, Marbella Rosie for Mark Lewis and Jason Babarovich in third. But strike point, he's come to uh, good form at the latter part of the year. I'm not sure where Mark will go with him next, uh, but he is a horse. I think now you can follow with a bit of confidence that he's in form. And talking about uh, top echelon as a sire, when we go to Mount Perry, where Brett Moody was on the weekend as well, and I think he was pretty crook, so he did extremely well to get through uh, this day. But top echelon kicked off proceedings there with a win by uh, Revit Up Charlie and the cutest and the cutest money again going off for Trevor Thomas and Morgan Butler. Uh, that was Morgan's winner for the day. He uh, almost went uh, close to bookending the program but Pat Duff, I'm pretty sure I saw something from Brett on social media. This was his first um, Mount Perry Cup runner. And Gentle Prince for Pat Duff and Shania Willis. Casino Prince six-year-old getting up over Mr Vista and Hanover Square in the Mount Perry Cup for 2023. So congratulations, Pat. He's been willing to take his horses uh, left, right and centre to country areas. And we all know the great uh, record of Pat Duff. The other winners on the day, Nat Summers for Stacey Meskin on Rich Uncle Moneybags, another capitalist getting a win. A Poets Voice Mayor in Poets Girl took the country stampede qualifier, but unfortunately Poets Girl uh, not eligible for the final. As a result, James Atelli that won a Bundaberg at its last start for Gary Clem uh, got up or into second place there, but we'll get into the end uh, of the field as the runner from that qualifier with She's a Singer into third. But good on you, Stephen Rundle, Olivia Kendall, combining there with the first up win of Poet's Girl, as the name suggests by Poet's Voice. But Gary Clem had a good win that, of a horse that was impressive at Bundaberg when I was up there a few weeks ago. Oh, Melbourne Cup Day it was. Brody Moffat kicked home Frosty Bear uh, for Gary Clem. It won at Bundy, I reckon, by about eight lengths or so. And this frosted four-year-old then backed up over the 1,400 to, to, to defeat Empire Club and Ready in Time. So... It's one on the way up in the country areas. Frosty Bear, a relative newcomer for Gary Clem. But Gentle Prince, Pat Duff, good on you, Pat, getting the win in this year's Mount Perry Cup, Danny.
The weekend coming has a meeting scheduled for Atherton, Blackall, Emerald, Gympie and it's Pentland Cup Day on Saturday and that all follows on from the TAB meeting today at Rockhampton. Friday, Cairns have a TAB card and TAB programs uh, as usual at Toowoomba on Saturday but Kilcoy also with a, uh, a TAB program uh, there Saturday afternoon. Not forgetting Home Hill is scheduled to race next week. When I say scheduled, uh, all those meetings scheduled for this weekend coming, Rob, that will depend a little bit on some of the weather, especially I know mm. people watching the skies with interest uh, looking towards Blackall and uh, Emerald, especially on the weekend. And depending on how far north the storms go, it could be a little bit of concern for a few of the others as well. Yeah, when I was driving up from Roma, the rain basically uh, kicked in near Morven, stopped around Augustala, kicked in again near Tambo and continued on. It's fined up here today a little bit, but it's still very muggy. So we look to the skies. I know it's great weather. Uh, for the area because it's pretty dry and we look forward to the rain but hopefully we can get through the weekend with those uh, great races particularly for black hole down there and uh, we'll look forward to being back on next week tony with all the results and of course talking to scotty power with the preview of the country cups and the country stampede 2023 good morning to you good morning listeners Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. And uh, congratulations again to Scott Power getting the call up again this year to uh, come and call a Doombin on George Moore Stakes Day for the Country Cups Challenge Final and Country Stampede Final for 2023. Good luck to clubs uh, that are scheduled for racing this weekend. We'll be back next Tuesday to report on that. And as Rob said, a big preview of the big day coming up at Doombin on the 2nd of December. We wish you good racing in the meantime. We'll catch you next week on Bushby.